Good morning, and welcome to Simply Startups. It's Wednesday, February 14th. On today's show, Rome raises $24 million to scale electric vehicle production in Kenya, and InfoEdge founder Sanjeev Bikchandani shares investors' sentiment about loss-making startups. Plus, GitHub announces a funding program for open-source AI startups. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Startups. We start off with news from the startup world. Kenyan EV startup Rome has secured $24 million in a Series A funding round, including a debt commitment of up to $10 million from the U.S. International Development Finance Corporation. The funding will be used to scale the production of electric motorcycles and buses. Here with more on this is Abby, a correspondent for Simply Startups. Can you tell us more about Rome and its plans for this funding? Certainly, David. Rome has been a player in Kenya's electric mobility space since 2017. Initially, they specialized in EV conversions, but shifted to assembly in 2021 after securing significant VC backing. Now they're focusing on scaling up the production of their Move bus model, which was launched last year, and their electric motorcycles. Rome's goal for this year is to reach a production rate of 1,000 motorcycles a month. That's quite a target. How does Rome plan to meet this demand? Rome has built a hybrid solution for its motorcycle clientele, allowing them to charge the batteries at home or at Rome's swap stations. As for the move buses, Rome has stated that it can assemble 40 of them a month at full production capacity. These 42-seater buses, which have a range of 200 kilometers, are assembled in Kenya using parts from China. They're designed to fit local use and conditions, with features like high ground clearances. And what about the company's long-term plans? Rome is looking to invest in research and tooling as part of its plan to deepen the vertical integration of its products. They're aiming to own more designs instead of buying off-the-shelf components, which they believe will allow them to cut down margins on their suppliers and provide a cost-effective product to the market. How does Rome fit into the larger picture of EV adoption in Africa? The push for the adoption of electric vehicles in Africa continues, despite challenges such as weak electricity grids, insufficient charging infrastructure, and high EV acquisition costs. Startups like Rome, Basigo, and Ampersand have been leading this gradual transition. For instance, Basigo has been introducing commercial electric mass transport buses across Nairobi, while Ampersand, based in Rwanda, has been serving the growing EV market in Rwanda and Kenya. While it's an exciting time for the EV market in Africa, as Abby just reported, let's shift our focus to India's startup scene. Sanjeev Bikchandani, a visionary in India's startup scene, has expressed skepticism about the public market's receptivity towards loss-making companies unless they demonstrate clear visibility of profits in the coming years. Here with us to discuss this further is James, a correspondent for Simply Startups. Can you tell us more about Bikchandani's perspective? Certainly, David. Bikchandani, the founder of InfoEdge, made these remarks during an analyst's call. He believes that the market will continue to be cautious of startups that are not profitable unless they can show a clear path to profitability. He also expressed doubt about whether investors would be willing to give these firms the valuations they expect. 
But hasn't there been a shift in investor sentiment towards new age tech companies? Yes, that's correct. In 2023, we saw a change in investor sentiment as many companies, including Zomato, Paytm, and PB Fintech, managed to improve their bottom line and turn profitable. Bikchandani pointed out that the rise in the share price of Zomato and PB Fintech coincided with an improvement in their bottom line. It's worth noting that InfoEdge, Bikchandani's company, is an investor in both firms. Bikchandani also recently highlighted the journey of Cred founder and CEO Kunal Shah. Can you tell us more about that? Yes, Bikchandani praised Shah's unique path in a world dominated by IIT and IIM graduates. Shah's family went bankrupt, forcing him to work full-time as a delivery boy and data entry operator while studying philosophy. Shah chose practical philosophy because it was the only subject where classes ran from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., allowing him to work. Despite his success, Shah chooses to get paid rupees 15,000 per month as Cred's CEO, stating that he believes in earning a substantial salary only when the company is profitable. That's a unique perspective. It seems like Bikchandani's comments reflect a broader shift in the startup ecosystem. Indeed, David. The market correction post-2022 has brought about a more cautious approach towards startups, particularly those that are not profitable. However, the success stories of companies like Zomato and PB Fintech and individuals like Kunal Shah show that with the right strategy and perseverance, profitability is achievable. Thanks for joining us, James. In other startup news, GitHub, the world's leading AI-powered developer platform, has announced that applications for the next cohort of GitHub Accelerator are now open. The program offers $400 in funding for 10 open-source developers building AI-based solutions. We have Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Startups, here to discuss this further. Can you tell us more about this GitHub Accelerator program? <laughs> Certainly, David. GitHub Accelerator is a program designed to build more careers and companies in open source. It provides financial support, mentorship, networking, training, and visibility to help participants take the next step in their open source journey. This could be securing funding, launching a product, or turning an idea into an invention. What is the focus of this Accelerator cohort? This Accelerator cohort will focus on funding the people and projects that are building AI-based solutions under an open source license. The program curriculum will include guidance on building a sustainable open source business with a particular focus on navigating the complexity of making AI advancements. Can you give us more details about the program? The 10-week accelerator program will begin from April 22, 2024. It will include a mix of one-to-one, -one, group sessions, project work, and mentorships. Participants will receive $40,000 per project in non-dilutive funding, live instruction, workshops, and homework. They will also have office hours with the GitHub team for security reviews, Q plus A's with enterprise sponsors, community members, and GitHub leaders, and free access to relevant GitHub products. Eligible projects will receive up to $350K in free Azure AI infrastructure. What are the eligibility criteria for the projects? GitHub Accelerator is designed for early stage open source projects and products looking to take the next step in development and open source first companies up to seed stage. All projects must have a clear open source license, a clear governance strategy, a deep focus in AI, machine learning, and AI infrastructure, commitment from core leaders to participate in and engage in the required programming, 
and a plan for utilizing the funds. What happens at the end of the program? The program will conclude with a virtual demo day where projects will get to share their progress with the community, cohort mates, GitHub leaders, potential funding partners, and members of the community. Alumnus of the program are provided ongoing opportunities for networking and support from GitHub. Thanks for joining us, Celeste. Now, shifting our focus to the UK, the life sciences sector is a competitive field with over 60,000 small and medium-sized enterprises vying for partners and investment. Half of these new businesses fail within the first three years, making survival a significant challenge. However, the location of these startups could be a key factor in their success. Here to discuss this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Startups. Can you tell us more about the importance of location for life sciences startups in the UK? Certainly, David. Life science startups play a crucial role in the UK's pharmaceutical sector, bringing innovation and talent that larger pharmaceutical companies need. However, these startups often struggle to get their foot in the right doors or find suitable premises for growth. The key to overcoming these challenges lies in their location. By basing themselves in areas where they're more likely to have chance meetings with decision makers, they can forge meaningful connections. Can you elaborate on the benefits of these connections between startups and larger pharmaceutical companies? Absolutely. These connections are mutually beneficial. Big Pharma is interested in the innovation, knowledge, and experimental nature of startups, while startups look to Big Pharma for potential partnerships, licensing deals, investment, and future sales. It's crucial for startups to engage with other players in the industry as early as possible to identify which parts of the industry are receptive to their research. How do these startups and Big Pharma companies typically meet? Often, it's not as simple as bumping into someone at a conference or sending a LinkedIn message. Visibility in the right places is vital. Working in the same environment or being part of the same cluster or community can lead to organic introductions and meaningful connections. It's about networking and choosing a location that maximizes opportunities for different individuals at different levels in the business. Can you give an example of such a location? A prime example is the upcoming One North Quay facility in Canary Wharf, set to be Europe's largest and most technologically advanced life sciences building. It will be a hub for the area, connecting with established East London stakeholders such as Genomics England, Bart's Health NHS Trust, and Queen Mary University. Companies based in such locations have the ability to scale, access like-minded businesses, and receive support from relevant stakeholders, creating an environment that accelerates growth and builds lasting partnerships. How can startups use these clusters to their advantage? Being in an environment where they can naturally learn and grow is vital to startup success. Operating within a cluster allows startups to be guided by those in the know and gives busy startup founders and big pharma executives the platform to make connections. It's like fishing in a well-stocked pond. A specialist life science cluster provides this environment, combining world-class research, infrastructure, and investment to accelerate startup growth. That's insightful. So it's not just about the strength of the research, but also about the strength of the connections. Exactly. Building personal relationships with potential partners, customers, or investors often proves easier over a casual coffee than a cold pitch or hard sell. 
These casual conversations are key for startups, and their growth hinges on the strength of these connections. Being based in the same spaces not only saves time for busy founders, but also improves their chances of success. Thanks for your insights, Michael. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Startups. We'll see you back here tomorrow 